This episode is brought to you by TickPick, where smart fans buy and sell tickets. Check out TickPick for the best ticket prices for your next game, concert, or event, and use promo code PODCAST to save 10 bucks off any order over $49. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K dot com. Promo code PODCAST. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And Jeff, we got a little Panthers-Eagles recap tonight. I think this one will probably be relatively quick for everyone. Again, another Thursday night game that, I mean, it came down to the end, but... I don't know. I'm just not terribly interested, I guess, in these teams. I guess you could say that, but there's some a couple stories to come out of it. So I guess we'll get right into it. What about Cam Newton, Jeff? This is kind of what we thought he was, I think, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I can talk all day about how he's not the greatest quarterback in the world, but, you know, the guy still pulled out a decent, you know, a decent week because uh, he was able to run for a good amount of yards and found the end zone so even though he threw three picks the guy ends up with over 20 points in fantasy so you know if he continues to play like this the question is can you plug and play him no matter what I mean if he's going to score 22.7 I mean if we're based enough six point touchdown league so even a four point touchdown league he scored 20.7 so he's going to get you 20 points and he throws three interceptions I mean that's about the worst you're going to get probably and if he continues that, I mean, yeah, it might not look pretty in the actual, you know, NFL standards, but fantasy wise, we're fine with it. And the reason it's okay is the rushing numbers are back. 11 carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, is, do you expect those numbers? Because obviously in the beginning of the year, he didn't, he wasn't able to rush that well. Are you expecting those numbers to stay up from what you saw? Or do you think that this is the last couple games he's, he's relying on his legs because he hasn't been able to play quite as well? I'm just wondering, maybe he's feeling healthier. Panthers have realized that to be good, they need to have him run the ball. That's why they were so good two years ago. So I get, I think it might continue. I mean, unless he gets hurt, which I guess is always a possibility with Cam. But I think it's something that might be here to stay, even though I really didn't see it happening this year. But I mean, they've he's been better since he's run the ball a little bit. And I don't know. We'll see how much it continues. They have no other running game but him. We want to look at those numbers. Cam led the team with 71 yards. Second on the team was McCaffrey with eight yards off four carries. And then Samuel one for eight. Whitaker one for negative three. Jonathan Stewart had eight carries for negative four yards. Well, brutal. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty crazy. I mean, wh- I, I don't know what that exactly tells me because, I mean, do they have a lack of faith in the rest of their running backs? I mean, Cam Newton, obviously, these aren't. You know, maybe one or two, but they're not all planned runs. You know, he's scrambling. But other than that, what do you have, 14 rushing attempts, period, for the game? I mean, especially when you have Stewart and McCaffrey, you think that you would at least give each one of those guys, you know, 10 carries to see if they can get something going. Is it the line? I mean, what was your take on that? You know, it's it's hard to say. I think the, the line really wasn't letting them get anywhere. Stewart, I mean, these players are better than that. Stewart's better than negative four. It, they're just not giving him much room. And <laughs> so, just so bad. I can't get over that. 
Yeah, it's it's not normal. That's it's just not normal. That's 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 the lines not giving him. There's no way he's going negative four unless he's getting knocked around in the backfield all the time. And then they just use McCaffrey out of the backfield all game. I mean, you get catching passes, ten catches for fifty six yards. So in PPR, he just he dominated in PPR today. And yeah, we'll probably see and, that going forward. Yeah, and you know he didn't have a very impressive game. But if you did have PPR, you know all of a sudden he looks like he looks like a stud. Even though only 56 yards, you know, receiving with that touchdown, which kind of, you know, saved his game. Um, I, you know, I, I guess that would be the bright spot is the receiving aspect of this team. You know, Kelvin Benjamin, nine receptions for, you know, almost 100 yards, 99 yards. Um, so he pulls out a decent game, even though he couldn't find the end zone. And then, you know, Funches and, and Dixon are kind of, you know, hanging around there. They they got you three to four points, but nothing nothing special. Yeah, Funches was kind of back to what Funches was before he caught touchdowns the last two weeks. So maybe everyone's a little premature to anoint him a top 25 receiver, which, I don't know, I think I did. You might have this week too. But it, the usage was there, but just not today. It's just, it just a little bit different of a game. I mean, Benjamin had 13 targets. And I don't even think that led the team. I believe, if I'm right, McCaffrey had 14 targets. So they were just throwing the ball to McCaffrey, basically, for the most part. So it's just kind of a, I think, a fluky-type game for Funchess yeah, just in that regard. Of, yeah, dip and dunks. But anyway, to the other side of the ball, which... The actual actually, winning team. Yeah, the Eagles actually have some guys that you need to kind of take another look at because, you know, maybe not the, the biggest names in the NFL. But as far as fantasy goes, you know, we start off with... Once, which once again turns in a nice performance. I mean, you know, at what point are you just, you know, you feel safe enough to actually start this guy on your team? I think it's it's here. He's a top ten guy for us now, and I think he's a top ten guy going forward. Might be back into the top ten, but that's still a that's a starter there. Yeah, I mean, and he's been every week been great. Yeah, I, I I mean I agree. I mean his numbers, you know, three touchdowns. Obviously, that's always good to see. He hasn't been able to put up, uh, you know, the kind of yardage that would carry him, even if he didn't have quite as many touchdowns. But every week, it seems like he pulls something out that's definitely worth, uh, you know, definitely startable. And Legarrette Blunt, I mean, I guess he did decent, fourteen for sixty-seven, no touchdowns, but he's been—they're not going to go away from him. He's going to be getting that, I think, the rest of the year here. And I'm not a fan of it, but. If you have to plug him into your lineup, I think you're probably okay. But then the rest of the receivers, it's just a weird game. Like Ertz only had two catches, but they were both touchdowns. So, yeah. I mean, you gotta love that. Once again, once again, the guy is turning into you know one of the best three tight ends out there. Yep, I mean, it is. Even when a down week, he's able if he getting those touchdowns, he's he's worthwhile. That's just he 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 hasn't failed to. Is he had a bad week yet, fantasy wise? No, he, I don't even think he, he has. has been the most consistent tight end. He hasn't had the top end production like a Kelsey or Gronk, but he has been the most consistent. I, I don't think he's dipped below eight points yet. No, he has. That, look, looking at it right now, so standard scoring, he's at 9.3, 9. 9.7, 9.5, 8.1, 12.1, 13.8. My memory serves me right. Yeah, consistent as can be. That is, and today's tight end landscape he's probably our number three going forward I mean he's always gonna be behind Gronk and Kelsey but that's still impressive yeah and then the other wide receivers Elshon put up a you know kind of an Elshon game he got 71 yards off four catches 
Um, obviously not the biggest game, but if you're playing him, it's no big deal. The guy I I always kind of uh, always want to see more, always want to see more. But Aguilar, how 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 are you actually viewing this guy? Because he is up and down, but he's been putting up some decent numbers. He has. It's just that. I mean, week one, he had the six catches for 86. He hasn't had more than four catches since then. But he has four touchdowns in six games. I mean, this is it's something to watch. I'm still not putting him in my starting lineups because the volume just really isn't there yet. But, I mean, seven targets is pretty decent. Only three behind Jeffrey. I mean, I'm still not I'm not trusting it yet. But if, I mean, if I see a couple more touchdowns going forward, you could probably play him in these bye weeks coming up and feel okay about it that you might have a chance at, you know, getting a decent score. And maybe, I mean, guess maybe at worst, the worst you're going to get is maybe five, six points, which if that's what you get, you can probably be okay with that. Cause he's had, I mean, out of four games, he's had over 50 yards for the six games too. So he's, that's pretty solid. I just, I don't, I don't know. Do you feel comfortable with it at all? I just, I can't wrap my mind around putting um, Nelson Aguilar in my starting lineup. Yeah, I'm, I, I always have my reservations about the guy because he is so up and down. But I mean, he, he is getting to the point where you know you're you're hitting the the kind of the dog days where you have injuries and bye weeks. You know, I, I kind of agree with you. At some point, you have to look at him as a you know as kind of your top waiver ad when you really need a wide receiver. And I I wouldn't feel great about it, but I know that there's way worse situations I could be in. And I can see myself picking him up and just hoping for, you know, for a kind of a high point game for him. Who would you be starting, Aguilar or Sammy Watkins? <laughs> um, it, you know, Sammy Watkins in the next, you know, one of these next two games, I, I think I would go Aguilar. Until you see something from Sammy, maybe. Yeah, right? exactly. I, I just heard something about, uh, was it, Sammy Watkins was interviewed and said he doesn't know if, uh, if his production is going to, go up from here or something like it even sounds like he's playing the part of like the the broken man or the you know the guy down in the dump so uh, you know that's just one more kind of a sign that he's uh he's kind of slowing down this season yeah i'm not not too excited about it but i'm i'm gonna i'm i have a little bit of hope left very little but a little bit hey one last question before we end this uh ish or episode is obviously we always talk about fantasy so we're wondering or we like to obviously focus on what they've done on the field what numbers they can put up statistics but obviously the actual game and the actual wins do play a part in how these guys are used do you you know with philly actually pulling off this uh you know after carolina has been playing so well in the last few games do you think that this changes any of the the players we were just talking about you know i'm just surprised philadelphia's five and one this is crazy to me Right, and <laughs> they're 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 marching towards the playoffs very very quickly. I mean, do you think after losing this game, do you think that anything's going to change with Cam? Do you think? No, you know, I think they stayed. They kept it close with another another. They were both four and one teams, so they kept it close. Had a chance to win. They should. It's a home game, yes. Yeah, so you want to win, but they, I mean, I don't know. It's with Cam. Those three picks worry me, but I think I think they've realized they need to run him the ball more, and I think that's how they're going to win games. And to win games, they're going to have to have him doing something on the ground. I, I really think that's their key. And if he can still do it, that's going to be how they become successful the rest of this year. So I, they need to keep that going, I think. And if they want to win games, they're going to keep it going, and I think that makes Cam valuable. He's, he's much more valuable than I thought. I mean, I really... It's going to be Cam Newton. I think it's going to be McCaffrey 
for sure. Those two are going to be the guaranteed guys every week for the Panthers if they want to win. And then obviously Benjamin Fun, just one of the two will go off every week, but they need to win games. It's going to be between Newton and McCaffrey. Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree. And and on the other side of the ball, Eagles, who who's a guy that you think you can actually rely on or who impressed you today? And then what what's a guy where I say the only guy I'm really comfortable with is Wentz at this point. I really I mean Ertz obviously. Ertz and Wentz. Those are the only two. It's I'm I'm I mean I guess you can play blunt, you can play blunt, but I hope you don't have to. You know what I mean? Are you souring on, you know, Elshon Jeffrey at all? I am. I actually am quite a bit. Because even this, I mean, this game was okay. Four for seventy one's fine, but when you look back now, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's just not very productive. I mean, two touchdowns on the year. He's had. He had the one seven. The second game was great. Seven for ninety two and a touchdown. Other than that, though, this was his second best game yardage wise. And it's his only third. Three of the six games. Only three of six games he's been above forty yards. It's kind of and he's had. Looking at the catch numbers, take away that week two game, he's only had either three or four catches every game. You know, I think to it feels like to Wentz, Alshon's just another one of the guys out there. There's no, you know, urgency to get him the ball. It's not like oh, I need we need to feed Alshon the ball. He's our number one guy. I don't think I don't think that's that at all for them. Alshon's just the same pretty much as Nelson Aguilar and Torrey Smith, but obviously he's a little more talented, so it shines through a little bit, but. It's not that way in how they want to distribute the ball out there. Yeah, and they're I mean they're winning like you're talking about five and one and they're winning without kind of without dominating kind of, you know, offensively the ball games. I, I feel like they spread the ball around. They don't care who gets the touchdowns. And you see it with, you know, how they rush the ball. I mean, you know, four different guys got rushes. And and, and we joke because, you know, Carolina he, uh, you know, eight rushes was the most by a guy. And then everyone else had, I think McCaffrey was the next one with four. Or, you know, this one, I mean, Wentz had six, you know, carries. Blunt had 14. Barner had five. Then you even, uh, you know, get another guy, two carries. Like, they're, they're just distributing the ball all over the field. And then the same thing with you passing. I mean, you saw it too. Ertz is, you know, one of their best receivers out there, tight end. And they only... You know, they targeted him five times, but at the same time, he only got two catches. It so happened that they're touchdowns, but at the same time, you know, they do not discriminate. They don't care who is catching the ball. He's just giving it to the open guy, which will help you win games. But at the same time, you know, you take that into account when you're trying to pick up guys for bye weeks. Well, I think that's it for this game. But one one last question. Who is your pickup between Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris? Who's your guy? What do you think it's going to be? Ooh. <laughs> with Zeke you know, out now, maybe Zeke out. We'll find out for sure yeah, if he appeals or not. In a weird way, I, <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of it's, a lot of people are going to go both ways, I guess, on this one. It, the Mc, or McFadden scares me the most because they, he's been a healthy scratch. But it would make the most sense to give him a, a ton of carries and then just continue using Morris in the you know in the role he's been accustomed to. I, I think it's going to be closer to fifty fifty, but um, you know. I, I think Morris is safer, but I think McFadden has the better upside. It's only because they haven't been playing him, so I, I'm kind of a uh, I'm kind of kind of scared of the whole situation, to be honest. Yeah, I am too. I'm I I for some reason I lean McFadden, even though he's been inactive. I don't know why. It just feels like he's the. I, it feels like he's going to be the guy in a way. I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I know I'm going off of it. It, it makes this very difficult because 
Yeah, but it makes it so difficult because if Zeke is suspended for these six games here, you could have you could one of these two could be a, like a potential season changing type running back. Without but a we doubt. just don't know which one it is right now. I mean, this the last couple of weeks have given you a lot of different running backs to take a look at. I mean, with the AP being traded, now you have AP in one team. You don't know when David Johnson's coming back. That frees things up for Kamara and Ingram, you know, down in New Orleans. And now you have, you know, this situation coming about with Zeke. I mean, and not to mention, obviously, you have a few others on top of that. I mean, it really is. This is the moment where your decision and you're basing off of not a lot <laughs> is going to really determine your playoff run. So should I assume you're making a waiver claim on Saturday night in our league? Uh, you know, I, it, it would be smart to assume that. And what's even worse is I think it was just two weeks ago I dropped McFadden because I, I didn't see it going anywhere <laughs> to try to pick up some other guys that could help me on buys. So now I'm kicking myself. McFadden and Morris are both out there. so And you have the most fab budget. Yeah. So don't screw it up. Yeah, right. Thank you. Those kind words. All right. I think that's going to do it for today's show. I'll be back Sunday night. Jeff won't be back for a little while now. So everyone can say goodbye to Jeff for a few weeks. We'll see him when he comes back. Maybe the whole NFL has changed by then. Maybe we're not even caring about any of these players anymore. So going to a land where football is uh, better than football. So I'll have to try to convert a few. A few of these people over to the uh, to the dark side. We'll see if that can happen. Is any any games out there when you're there? I don't think so. That'd be cool though. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next time.